Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. This is the same way. So when you do one thing, you focus the most as you can. You have a plan, you have a business strategy to accomplish that goal, and you can go faster. So be sure you focus like you can die. This is Nadine at nadineracing.com slash free for my one-hour online free coaching program. It's Jiggy Jaguar. Welcome back to our big broadcast. It's the Friday edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. iHeartRadio today. Of course, tune in. Coming soon, our brand new app. And, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the World Wide Web and brick-and-mortar radio across the U.S. and Canada. Selected editions will be on iHeartRadio. 267-22-JIGGY is the telephone number if you want to get involved in the program. Giannis and Goldson with us today. He has his latest out. It makes a perfect holiday gift, proverbial beauty, and you can pick it up, com. We've also got a link to it on our website, edgeguechagwire.com. And uh, last couple weeks, uh, I've been sick, and uh, we have not been able to chat with Giannis, but today we've got him on the show today. And um, let's talk about Hanukkah today, Mr. Goldson. How are you, my friend? I am fine. It's good to be with you. Now, uh, the battle between the Jews and the Greeks began when Alexander the Great's army tried to conquer Israel. Is this correct? Is, is this what, 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 I, uh, what I understand to be true? Well, as with most uh, questions you ask a Jew, uh, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexander led his army uh, to conquer uh, Israel around the year 323 BCE. And at first, it seemed like it was going to be a, a fairly calm occupation. The, the Jews and the Greeks had a tremendous respect for each other. Each recognized the other as one of the great cultures in the world. So things started off on a fairly smooth footing. But when Alexander died, he didn't leave uh, anything in place for what was going to happen next. And so his generals divided up his empire. And Israel ended up under the Ptolemies of Egypt for the next 125 years or so. After that, they were conquered by the Syrians, under whom they lived until the time of Antiochus IV, who was the, the king of Syria during the time of, of the Hanukkah story. Wow. What, uh, what was really happening, see, what makes Hanukkah different from the other Jewish holidays, what makes the, the story different, is that unlike the Babylonians and the Persians who had ruled the Jews previously, the Greeks were not actively trying to destroy the Jewish people. They were, the danger was much more subtle. It was, a, it was a cultural corruption. And so the real danger didn't come from the outside, it came from the inside. There were three groups of Jews, the priesthood, who had been given the job of tax collectors, and so they had become corrupted through their power. You had the Hellenists, or the, the Jews that wanted to blend Judaism with Greek practice and Greek culture. And you had the Sadducees, who wanted to reject the authority of the rabbis and the sages. Each of these groups, they have the same thing in common. They, they were attracted to the external beauty of Greek culture, and they didn't recognize that a culture of the external is not going to fit together with a culture of substance and essence, which is what Judaism actually is. We've got the fantastic 
fantastic Giannis Engolson with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Proverbial Beauty is now available. It's a great, great stocking stuffer. Now, what happened during the reign of, uh, and I'm going to get this, I'm, I'm going to butcher this wrong, An- anti anti chosius for anti anti office anti office okay i i i i often i often tell everybody i'm jiggy jaguar the ugly american uh <laughs> tell us a little bit about that this whole thing and what led to the jewish uprising so really the resistance among the jews was not directed primarily at the at the syrian government and antiochus it was directed at the corruption of the priesthood but antiochus interpreted this as a rebellion and so he launched a campaign to try to crush traditional jewish practice he issued all kinds of decrees that he thought could could um, prevent the jews from from retaining that sort of cultural integrity that he saw as the source of the conflict it didn't work the jews remained committed and so he sent in his soldiers and they went from town to town from neighborhood to neighborhood forcing Jewish leaders to bring idolatrous sacrifices. They figured that if they could force the Jews to come and practice their own form of idolatry, the Greek form of idolatry, that uh, eventually the Jews would just give up hope. And, and it, it, it almost worked. Jews all over the country began to feel that the situation was, helpless, was, was, was hopeless and that there was absolutely nothing they could do. Many of them really felt that this was the end. Giannis and Goldson with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone as he does each and every Friday. And uh, we're talking today about a little bit about Hanukkah. And uh, so who were the who were the uh, macabres on this? The Maccabees. Were, yes, were the Maccabees. Fact, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is where the story gets, uh, gets a little more familiar to many people. And when the Syrian soldiers came into the little town of Modi'in, they called the, the town elder, his name was Matis Yahu, who's descended from the line of the high priests, and they, and they told him, we want you to offer up uh, a sacrifice to our gods. And Matis Yahu refused. But another Jew standing there who wanted to curry favor with the Greeks, he stepped forward, he said, I'll do it. And Matis Yahu is a very old man, he seized a sword from one of the Greeks, and he, and he killed the Jew on the spot, rather than let him lead the other Jews into idolatry and a rejection of God and, and God's law. The other Jews in Modaim saw what happened. They were galvanized. They fell upon the Greeks. They drove them out of their town, but they knew they'd be back. And so the entire town, they fled into the Judean hills under the leadership of Matis Yahu's son, Judah, Judah Maccabee. Now, Judah was a military genius. He was the first one to develop guerrilla warfare, and he created a whole campaign whereby the Jews would come out of the hills, would strike the, the, the Syrians hard, fast, and would get out quickly. So the word Maccabee means hammer. It was like a hammer strike, coming in fast, getting out quickly. And when Jews around the country heard what was going on, they said, we can do this too. And before long, you had uh, a fire, fire raids going on all over the country. Eventually, you had enough resistance to form into a cohesive army, they came down against the Syrian army, and eventually they drove them out of Jerusalem, and they took back control of the city and control of the temple. Wow! Now uh, there is there is a and, and you bring up 
a, uh, a name in there that I am uh, sort of familiar with. There was a gentleman that we interviewed who goes around the country and sings, and his name is Matas Yahoo. Is that like a uh, uh, like a tribute, I guess, to this guy that, that you were just talking about? I think, that, I think that's just his name. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not a name that you hear too much in the, in the English world. I suppose the translation would be Matthias. Yes. That'd be about as close as you could get to it in English. Okay. But it's, uh, it's not an uncommon Hebrew name. Okay. Well, that, that, that was sort of interesting. We've got uh, Giannis and Goldson with us today. Proverbial Beauty is available. com. What is the significance of the miracle of the oil? Well, in the temple in Jerusalem, one of the, one of the critical forms of service was the menorah, which was a seven-branched candelabra. Now, the menorah was a symbol of wisdom because oil is a source of light, and light, of course, from we have the word enlightenment, illumination. Right? So the menorah symbolized wisdom. And as soon as the Maccabees took back the temple, they wanted to relight this menorah to show that the wisdom of the Jews, the wisdom of Torah, the wisdom of God is intact. We've taken back our culture. We haven't let the Greeks contaminate our way of thinking and our culture with those values. The problem was that all the oil in the temple was contaminated, and they didn't want to use that because that would seem to suggest in some symbolic way that the Greeks had won. They contaminated our oil. They contaminated our temple service. They won their victory by corrupting us the way they wanted to. They searched high and low. They found a tiny container of oil that was sealed. They knew it was pure. It was only enough for one day. They needed seven days worth, seven more days, eight days worth of oil before uh, they would be able to get new pure oil. But they said, look, this is what we have. We're going to do what we can do. They lit the menorah, and there was a miracle that the oil burned for eight days. And what that showed them is that if they were willing to commit themselves to the cultural integrity of their tradition, that God would respond and make it possible for them to succeed in everything they set out to do. Wow. Now, uh, that is a... uh is is that disputed uh, a lot in the in the faith, or uh, is that is that pretty common pretty common knowledge? The story? Yeah, the story and everything. Well, uh, you know, anybody who believes in God and believes in in the the traditions, uh, uh, the biblical and the Talmudic traditions, um, you know, I can't tell you uh, what what every person <laughs> believes. I suppose yes. there there are some <laughs> who just you know I suppose there are some who just consider this folklore. Yes, um, but in traditional Judaism, uh, this is this is uh, this is our history. This is our tradition. Uh, we believe this to be true. Awesome stuff. We've got uh, Rabbi Yannis Goldson with us today. Proverbial beauty is the latest from him. Now, is that the end of the story? What happened after the Jews recaptured their temple? Is there is there more to this? Oh yeah, the, uh, this is the part that gets left out because it's 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 not nearly as as inspiring, and it's uh, but in many ways it's much more relevant. Um, the Greeks came back, or the Syrians came back with, with a vengeance. Uh, they drove the Jews out of Jerusalem. Um, and there were another 22 years of fighting back and forth, back and forth, until finally um, the, the, of the five Maccabee brothers, uh, the last one, whose name was Shimon, uh, he finally prevailed 
Uh, he won an independent Jewish country for the first time in generations, but it was a tremendous cost. All of his brothers were killed, and eventually uh, Shimon himself was assassinated. And one of the very deep lessons we learned from this is that the Maccabees were a family of priests. And what they did is they took on the role of kings. Now, in order to gain back control of Jerusalem and the temple, that was completely appropriate. But once they took back the city, they should have handed authority over to, uh, to the Sanhedrin, to the high court, to let them appoint a new king. And because they held on to that authority against the law, against Jewish law, they brought an indictment upon themselves that eventually led to their destruction. It gives us a, a, lot, of, a lot to think about going into an election season. Um, when people want power for the sake of power, they're, they're not the type of people re we really want to have leading us. Now, uh, with, with the way that uh, things are, um, kind of bring us up to speed here on the uh, contemporary relevance of celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, the Battle of Hanukkah is really a, a battle of culture. It's a battle of substance over, over external appearance, um, a battle against superficiality in political terms, a battle against partisanship and ideology. Um, you know, there, there's, there's so much fighting over pettiness, over superficiality in, 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 our, in our society now. And, and if we could actually engage one another in terms of substance, talk about what we really believe, not re misrepresenting ourselves and misrepresenting others in order to win, but in order to, un to understand the problems that face us so that we can, we can find solutions together, uh, we'd really have a lot more chance of success. Giannis and Goldson with us today, Proverbial Beauty. It is now available. It makes a... Uh, great holiday gift and uh i appreciate you making time for us today and we will uh we'll talk to you next friday my friend right before we uh right before we take our holiday break i, I will talk to you next week my friend always a pleasure Have i a appreciate week. it thank you much Giannis and goldson with us today we're going to take a time out come back we've got more coming up with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.